Hey guys, before we get into today's episode, I just wanted to give a quick shout out to our level three courses. Wem and I tried to sit down and do some big swanky radio advert and it's just not us. So I'm just going to chat about it for a minute. So our level three training is the same price as some other courses out there where you just get five days and you are out the door, do your coursework on your own. Our course for the same price is 10 days of training. So for our May cohort, that's five days. And then we have a bit of a month off to just let that settle. We come back for a weekend, maybe do a bit of camping. Then we have a bit more time off and then we come back for another weekend. With the September group, we do five Mondays starting in September. Then we have a bit of a break. Then we come back in the new year and do another five. So we're really like focusing on building community as we go. We didn't really want to do that, like, conveyor belt thing. We could be doing, you know, a level three course every school holiday, banging them out, off you go. But we don't want to do that. We do Zoom calls throughout the year. We do loads of, like, cohort, you know, community building sessions and stuff to help people with what they're doing. And that means that we want to do it well rather than doing lots of it. So we're trying to help people do that. And we're also really big on this community aspect. And we found that people not only find the course easier to do in terms of workload but also easier to do emotionally when they do it with somebody they already know so to try and encourage that we're doing a train together kind of offer so if you and someone else you know sign up to do the course with us together we'll give you some money off your course because we found that it the uh, success rate is much higher people are much happier while they're doing the course and it makes our life easier as tutors because you know happy students, motivated students, we're all kind of getting on together. So if you want to be part of a community rather than just being put through a conveyor belt, then have a look at our website. It goes to myforestschooltraining.co.uk. That'll take you to the Children of Forest website and uh, you can go from there, get your application in and uh, join our communities. So on with the podcast. I'm Wem. And I'm Lewis. This is the Forest School Podcast. Let's go! Commence the waffle. Hello. Hello. Waffle merchants. No, are we the waffle merchants? We're waffle, waffle merchants. We're waffle mongers. We're selling. We're selling it. So what are, what are the listeners then? We're not selling it. We're waffle, we're not we're, we're encouraging it. We are waffle mongers. Waffle donors. Mm, hey. Sounds. So what are the what, what are the listeners then? The waffle eaters? That's it. Every every fan group needs a name. Hello, uh... Waffle Eaters. Good evening. Good morning. You didn't know when you clicked on this podcast you were about to be labelled as a Waffle Eater, but (laughs) you are. And aren't you glad you picked this podcast to listen to? And a lovely Waffle Eater you are too. Thanks. It's gone weird now. It's Waffle. Hey, it's been a great week, man. Like, because... Do you know why it's been a great week? Tell me why it's been a great week. Because uh, the holidays are nearly over. <laughs> <laughs> School holidays are nearly over. And we went back to the woods for the first time in a while. It was the first time it's been a while for me, anyway. And we met with our lovely podcast guest who we're going to introduce in a minute. And the trees weren't dead. Mm. That was great. And bingy bongy, shiny little email in the inbox, our first person um, looking onto our May Level 3 Forest School Leaders course oh yeah yeah so exciting and so lovely and um and nice so you know we do one in may and we're doing another one but that's kind of like a private one for the school that's booked us but um 
listeners, if you haven't done your level three yet and you like want to, come and do it with us. We would love to see you. Yeah. And, and, um, and the good thing, if, or if someone you know is like thinking about it and or you think, oh, do you know what? They'd make a great force leader. The good thing about doing it with us now, apart from the fact that it's is that you can uh, pay in instalments. Mm. Times is a bit tough in it, but you can plan out uh, with ours. If you book in kind of now, you can pay little amounts per month up until May. So just bearing in mind, you know, a little, yeah. little thing there. Um, yeah, yeah, just exciting to think about a new... And then, and then it gives you an exciting thing to look forward to because it can be the exciting thing that's like after the Christmas lull and you could be like, oh, but I've got that booked in for this year. You know, yeah. that's yeah. the good thing. In the bag. In the bag. Amazing. Um, yeah, it has been a good week, actually. It's been, it feels like, like you said, we're going back to um, work soon, which we've both reflected on the fact that we quite like our jobs. And so it's yeah, actually a sure. weird time of like, yeah, I want to go and do my job again, please. Yeah. More, more, more job, please. Yes. Um, job now. Job now, job now, please. <laughs> job now, please. Yes. Uh, but yes, we went into the woods, didn't we? And we were talking to well, somebody you've known for a lot longer than me, Greg Bottrell. Yes. Um, so yeah, Greg used to live in the same village as me, and now he's moved just down the road. So he's in the same village as the woods now. The village sounds so yokel, doesn't it? <laughs> Other village just along. Um, and uh, yeah, I'm sure many listeners will have heard of him because he has written a couple of books, um, the first of which being Can I Go and Play Now, which kind of did amazing kind of sales and very much talked about when it came out um, regarding kind of, well, I was going to say a new approach, what I, you know, a specific approach to, uh, to education and the value of play. So even kind of forest bully people who may not be in the classroom um, may have heard of it for that reason. Mm. Um, and so we spent a lovely, it's quite long this podcast, is it not? It's it's a good, we're going to be, we're going to be over an hour even. Oh, you know. yeah, we could have, we, we really could have gone longer. We just had a really pressing point, appointment afterwards. That was just so important. <laughs> 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 Go. I was like, oh, I wonder, I wonder what's happening. Like, it's in the evening. You should do anything in the evening. You no, should be in bed. And we had a very pressing engagement. Um, and... <laughs> you coaxed me to say what it was now. Oh, like... I'm not out you. You can talk about it if you want. I'm just I, had, I had to go and play a computer game with some friends on my computer. Uh, that is important, man. I didn't realise it was friends. I thought there was some kind of like, it's just been released and that's why I need to go at the exact time. No, <laughs> it's one of those things. Important. I had to play at the same time as my friends, mum. We're all going together. Yeah, actually, it was, it was one of those things where, like, we're all dads, so actually arranging a time to go and sit and play a valuable man thirty-year-old computer game is, you know, yeah, it's quite hard to find a time to do it. Yeah, well, well done. But, but anyway, that's, that's by the by. Mm. Um, the chat was uh, passionate. I'm going to say, yes, you know, sweary as always. Sorry, as always. Yeah, great. Yeah, he did say I really like your podcast, but then two thirds of the way through, he asked if he could swear, which makes me think, yeah, I've listened to enough of this, mate. If you're asking 45 minutes in if you're allowed to swear, I'd already swear. I'd I'd just said five swear words in a row. (laughs) 
she was just being polite. Yeah. Just being nice. Like, am I am I allowed to swear? Like when you go over to somebody's house and they're swearing, but you're like, oh, can I? Because he was, he came over to our house. That's true. That's true. Which was very kind of him. Yeah. Um, but yes, passionate and, you know, we've talked before about how we might be um, sort of, you know, in a place of rage, I'm going to call it, against <laughs> the British education system at the moment. And so there are times when the three of us get into a good old lather about that. And we just wanted to say like up front that um, if, you know, if you are someone working in education, we really, really hope that you don't listen to this and go, I feel like I'm being attacked or I feel like I'm being, you know, I'm trying my best. And we absolutely want to say up front that we by no, mean, by no means want anyone to feel that way. And that, you know, we've both been there and as has Greg, so the three of us have all been in the education system. Um, and so if we are kind of getting uh impassioned and talking from that place of rage is by no means you know a rage against teachers or individuals working in that system because we get it and uh, and i'm sure that many people are also feeling that rage and especially Definitely. at the moment when times are so blinking tough mm. so um and i think greg made some really lovely points about um kind of potential changes and potential sort of ways of doing things differently that include improvements for the adults working yes. in that world as well yes. which i really loved um so yeah, I hope you enjoy this yeah. waffles. Enjoy, enjoy waffle eating. Enjoy yeah. your waffle eating. Enjoy your waffle meal. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'll jam it. And if I don't write them down, I go. No, this is not we my both talk right over now. each other and oh. basically just go. <laughs> uh. Oh man, I love listening to your stuff. Like say, so you've got a really lovely way of. I don't know. Fighting. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, we don't fight. No, no, but what's fight. quite good is that you, so often when you have like that partnership, sometimes it can be a bit cloying and it's like both people agreeing with each other, but actually it's quite good to go, um, you know, yeah. you ask questions of one another, it's, it's good. I really yeah. like it. I like the dynamic of it. If that's okay Thanks, to say. Man. No, but I do. Always. Yeah, I do. Always. I need to, I need to, have you got Instagram for your, for, for, for it all? Mm, yeah. I need to get on onto that because that's that's where a lot of my kind of engagement is. Mine so, too. I've learned more yeah. over. In, I know it sounds really weird, but I've learned more from Instagram yeah. than anywhere else probably yep. in the last five years, yeah. because people are so generous with giving yeah. their their mm. thoughts and their findings, and it they kind of act like little springboards. And I find it a really manageable format in that like beautiful quilt of lovely images. Yeah. I don't like the update with all the reels that are just designed to make you turn into a complete. 10, 10 seconds attention yeah. span. Yeah, I know. Oh my God. Yeah. Home makeover. Oh, let me see. No, oh, that yeah. can get in the bin. But yeah, people about all kinds of things that you might be interested mm. in, just yeah. going, here's some research mm. I did, or here's a thing I read, or here's an idea I had. And you're like, just mate. Sort of follow it down a rabbit hole. It's good. Yeah, yeah. that is good. No, I, I will do. I need to yeah. do that. Cool. Have you started, rec you started recording? Yeah, right? but I oh, this will all get gently faded in. Oh, <laughs> this lovely. is all lovely waffle, isn't it? Lovely. I'm just going to cut the bit where Greg says it's amazing. <laughs> so, just what do you think about? I just love it. <laughs> <laughs> think about it. Each time, it. it's amazing. Yeah. 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 <laughs> but, um, so, yeah. Yeah. Listeners, we're here with Greg Bottrell and we're in the woods and we've got a cup of tea and some biscuits but no one's eating the biscuits but I might have to start in a minute um, and some I'm sure a lot of listeners will know Greg um, because Greg has written some books and been prolific on social media if you're kind of in that kind of especially early years world 
Um, and he also happens to live down the road. Yes. He's local people. <laughs> He's a local, man. Are you local, local? Local play people on the doorstep. Exactly. Yes. Um, so yeah, we've meant to have you on for ages, but yeah. you're a busy person. Well, as are you guys, you're, yeah, well, you're, you're busy having fun in the woods and stuff. And sometimes that's the best place to have fun, isn't it? In the woods. Yeah. So yeah, no, thank you for inviting me on. It's um, yeah, it's it's you're always welcome. a privilege to. Well, it is. It's a privilege to to talk with people that get it and are of a similar spirit, I guess, and advocate for... Well, you haven't talked to us yet, so yeah. just maybe hold back. So, I kind of wanted to just, I guess, in case anyone who's listening yeah. hasn't read your stuff or heard about you, can you kind of like describe a little bit about your approach and the journey maybe as an educator that led you to the approach that you sort of have now? Can you fill us in a little bit about your journey? Yeah, yeah. so um, I guess it's quite a personal one. Um, when I was very little, my my granzy, my, my gran, she used to be a teacher and um, way, way, way back. And she was very much about collecting treasures, poetry, the outdoors. And I spent a lot of time with her in particular. Um, and I think it just kind of rubbed off on me. and. Over time, um, I drifted for quite a bit, like career-wise and stuff, but eventually ended up going into primary education. And I think I sort of brought a lot of that with me. It was kind of, I knew, again, so when my daughter Lauren, who's now 20, when she was born, I spent a lot of time with her, just me and her going out and about in the countryside or in the parks, and she taught me a lot. I was really open to kind of just her play I was also really blessed to go to Reggio Emilia for a 10-day conference. I used to work for the scrap store mm-hmm. yeah, the yeah. Scrap stores, uh, in Gloucester with an amazing woman called uh, Lynn Matthews and um, just really inspirational woman who was like just all about children's creativity and soul. Mm-hmm. So we spent a lot of time working together on various projects and um, it was back in the day when the Labour government was in, you know, when they're just lobbing money around because it was just yeah. great and they, you know, they loved everything. The halcyon days. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, they, they paid for us to go, the council paid for us to go out to, um, to Regiminia and it was just, it was transformative. It was transformative because you just saw that there was, there was a different way of being around children in a more school nursery environment that not everything had to be under the control of adults. It was more celebratory, more... I don't know companionship and that's what I wanted I knew when I went into into school and into my career as a teacher I knew that that was right I knew control and compliance wasn't and so yeah that's that's kind of and I was in key stage two um, and I've got very quickly moved down to early years because I was you know, I was just trying to do things differently. I did lots of maths Wonky. outdoors. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like to say. I, yes. When I when when Ofsted came, the Ofsted inspector said, um, he, he, my lesson feedback was that I was quirky, no. mm. and I felt like I broke Ofsted's kind of judgments of, of lessons. He said, I don't know what to call that. I'm just going to call it quirky. <laughs> um, so read into that. I got, that. I got that as feedback from a job interview once. Did oh, you really? Yeah. Did you? They came back and they said, you know, when you do the practice teaching bit, and then yeah. they pull you yeah. in and they sort of yeah. grill, grill you a bit about it. They went, so, yeah, we wrote down the word quirky. And I went, oh, and they went, no. <laughs> 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 oh, 
<laughs> and it was like a split second. You don't want me. I don't really want you. Amazing. Should we just go now? No, we've got to sit here for Amazing. 20 minutes and do this. Thing. Oh, <laughs> it's, it's a word that can go one of two ways, can't it? Yeah. It, and yeah and you're, <laughs> actually, I, I, it could have. mine could have been the same. Maybe you just went, it's quirky. It's absolutely terrible. But I didn't take it like that anyway. So, um, yeah, so then I went down into early years and um, I just got the chance to lead. The, we were in a foundation unit and I got the opportunity to lead it and I, I said to myself, right, we're going to play. We've just got to play here. We've got to, we've got to free everything up. And so, um, yeah, and it kind of went from there. And, and really, and I guess, you know, similar to, to what you guys do and what you believe in, is about allowing children, in inverted commas, allowing children to teach us because they're trying to show us something all the time. And often the adult world's just too busy with its own agenda and I realized that if I just, just stepped back and began to honor what they were doing, they would see me more as a playful person and they would want me in their play as a co-player, which kind of then led into the book about co-play um, and that sort of, that pedagogy of saying, as an adult, I can go into play, but also I can not go into play and I can be invited into play and I cannot be invited into play, and it's okay. So it's mm. got that kind of on. It's almost like the, the child, the children honour me, and I honour them. And like where you like on your really lovely benches that we were talking about before. Where it, I can't read it now. <laughs> um, so I got to stand in up the to circle. Read it. We are all equal. That's the there one. is no one in front and no one behind. That's it. No one is in front of you. No one is behind. The circle is sacred because it's designed to create unity. Yeah. So it's and it's exactly that. And I felt in the classroom, that's what it should be. And it was kind of almost saying, I've got wisdom and I've got joy. I've got the joy of story that you as a child don't necessarily know. You'll know it through some of your experience, but I've got a rich canon of stories that I can share with you. And I've also got a magic to me, but so have you. Mm. And I'm here to hear your magic and you're here to hear mine. And it's like, a, I don't know. I guess it was kind of like cross pollination. That's how I see it, mm. and it and it it was just really powerful. It was really powerful, both spiritually powerful as a small s, but also the one thing that schools want is outcomes. And actually, the outcomes just went. Doo -doo 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 -doo. That's the sound of them going up. By the way, for the people, <laughs> I did it like a gesture of going yeah. up. It could have been going. It's like no, that would have been. Doo -doo -doo -doo. <laughs> yeah. 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 Got it. Fell in the <laughs> <laughs> doesn't matter. Yes, yeah. and so we began. I, I guess part of it was. Uh, which is what I'm passionate now. It's about it's about telling the story. What story are we telling about children? Because they can't tell it. They can show us their story, and in inverted commas, they write the story. But we've got to tell it. And what story are we telling? Mm. So mine was about again valuing your inventions and creativity and your dreams mm. and your your nonsensicality because children want nonsense, don't they? Yeah. Mm -hmm. And yeah, it's ultimately your magic, which is kind of, yeah, that, and it was just, I don't know, it became almost like just every day was a, was an adventure. Mm. And who mm. doesn't want an adventure? Yeah. That's how it kind of felt. And, you know, similarly to, you know, just looking around here, this is a home of adventure, isn't it? You have adventures yes, every day. Yes, it's very messy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but, you know, yeah, it's a messy adventure, yeah. but it is an adventure, isn't it? You're, you're setting up the day yeah. when you walk in the children know there's adventure waiting for them and my thing was well i don't i didn't have that and it, i did have woodland but i also under the state system had to have children inside at some point mm -hmm. 
but actually that can still be an adventure. Mm. Yeah. And that's kind of what drives me now in my work to try and go and support schools and nurseries to show them that that adventure is is possible. Mm. And not only possible, but is it has to happen. Yeah. Because mm. play is a birthright. It absolutely is. It's not something that we should choose to give to children. We we have to give it to them and we have to give them choice and we have to give them opportunities um, to show us who they are, I guess. Yeah. So yeah, that's kind of that's kind of like the the story for like that's kind of led to it. And it's it, as I say, it's a really personal one because you know it's kind of sort of drip fed through, yeah. right from my gran all the way through to my own daughter. And then it's kind of yeah. Yeah, yeah I think lots of people can relate to that story though, yeah. even though it's really personal. I just um I love the way that you use that word companionship because I think that the way and the, the things you sort of described there about valuing the adults as well as the children and it being a companionship and I think that that's a thing that we've come to, I don't know for me I feel like I've come to that quite recently yes. yeah. in terms of kind of going and coming from a you know traditional teaching state school thing yeah. of going yeah but what like you know always interrogating like why are we here what is the point what we're here together with the children <sighs> why like what yeah. is the point of it and um and beginning to value over a long period of time kind of the community aspect and the companionship yeah. just for its own sense like not because it helps an outcome or not because yeah. it develops such and such just that like that is enough like if that's the only thing that you're giving children is you're giving them a place where they feel like they belong they've got companionship with you and with each other and they, yep. they feel like they're part of a community that's like life-changing do you know what i mean absolutely and i love the way that you kind of talked about the adults there and valuing their magic because i'm sure there are especially nowadays a lot of ad educators who aren't necessarily feeling that and are feeling really mm. stressed really yep. burnt out and like they aren't valued no. from either, you know, no. from the system and maybe from the children they're working with because they haven't got the time and space or the mindset to develop that kind yes. of approach. Yep. Mm. And that you can feel very lonely and feel like you're kind of scrabbling to, yeah, get yeah, outcomes really and to keep on top of your workload. Yeah, it makes me think about that. You you said to me that uh, a little while ago, it's a couple of months ago now, and you used the term mutually beneficial spaces, or I think yep. that was the right the right term, yep. which I hadn't come across. But you the for people that haven't heard that, like me, you were saying that like the park is not a mutually beneficial space because you for me, for, it is for, for some people, for some people it is. But like there are spaces where you go for your kids, yeah, but it's you not really for hate, you. you would, like, and, yeah. and like, like so, the swimming pool today, like, I did that today. Okay. <laughs> And I even said to my kids thinking? when they were like having a difficult morning and refusing to yeah. a lot of things, I was like, I just need to be honest with you. Going swimming today is literally the bottom of my list, but mm. I'm doing it because I know it will make you really happy. Therefore, yeah. would you mind possibly yeah. coming with me to take the dog for a yeah. walk? I know yeah. you don't want to do that, but blah, blah, blah. Anyway, continue. But, so you were saying <laughs> then about finding those spaces where you do things. And that's, yeah. I think, that companionship thing is where you're doing things alongside each other, with each other. Yes. You know, um, and like, so a park can be one, but quite often the parents are relegated to a bench and there's not really, you know, unless you're like me and you go on the monkey bars and you push people too high and all this stuff. But like um, classrooms are, if you, if I think about it, like the peak of non-mutually beneficial space in terms of like adult to child, yep. all of that is set up for the children to have stuff to do, for the learners to have stuff to do. Yep. And the only thing that the adult has the opportunity to do in that space is either like something that's 
like devalues the companionship bit, like sitting and doing marking or sitting and doing something that completely removes removes you from the environment. Yeah. Um, and if you don't want to do that, because I don't think anybody would, you know, in primary, you yes. wouldn't sit and mark while the children were there. It's just not a thing. So the only option <laughs> left to you is to meddle. Yes. Because because there's nothing for Whereas here, we quite often go, well, there's play there that needs, you know, needs some observation. Yeah. But I'm going to sit here and I'm going to be weaving and I'm having a chat with someone while I'm weaving. And this is a mutually beneficial thing. Yep. Um, similarly, you think about like, a playground like a concrete rectangle playground the options for the adult are stand still and watch do you know what i mean this is not wait for something to go wrong and then jump on it it's not mutually beneficial so it's not facilitating that companionship and when you look at actually be really interesting to look at educational spaces and go what is here for the adults like where does the what can i see the adult in this room absolutely um, absolutely because like you were saying about giving stepping back and giving that space yeah to for play yeah actually i know that for me i need something to do like we've talked about having hand fiddles handwork stuff that stops yeah, me getting because yeah. otherwise you just you're gonna meddle aren't you yeah but even into- that when you do that children because because they're curious they come over yeah. they want to know what yeah, you're yeah. doing because yeah. what they do is especially you know in an environment like this it's and fucking hopefully... nosy and they won't leave you yeah like <laughs> <laughs> yeah you can say could have a minute's peace please yeah. try and put the cup a cup of tea um but they are they're, they're, they're curious and they're more curious if they know that they belong okay so yeah. using about it's about belonging yeah. so so with, with a pop for the with the park for example which again is actually what lauren taught me my daughter when we went she didn't want to go to the park she wanted to go and play in the tree next to the park and that right. tree then became a pirate ship or whatever it might be we, she used to just like get bits of stick and she'd like mark like two years old was like mark making in the in the in the earth mm-hmm. and i kept on because i wasn't at that point i kept on should we go to the park and she didn't want to mm-hmm. and over time i realized well actually that's because the park had been created by an adult who didn't know lauren so it's just a thing that's been created. It's almost soulless. That, you know, so it's kind of like, it's not a landscape that she could, in inverted commas, learn in or find herself in. Mm-hmm. So I'm kind of, again, in lots of stuff that I do, I talk about, particularly in early years when we use the word continuous provision, I talk about it more as like a learning landscape. Mm-hmm. So if you're going to have an adventure you together with the children set up a landscape some of that areas you might have to have more input over so for example where we're sitting here the fire you'd probably to begin with you're looking very sketchy like please say you've got (laughs) (laughs) no no because i know but like uh, the the first time you do it you know you're going to be a little bit more or more you meet people where they are that's the thing isn't it and And you go you've never been near a fire so we'll meet you here that's and all the time the learning landscape Everything that you make available or you know that children will be interested in or you you offer for children to discover, all the time it's about building their confidence. Mm-hmm. And that's where it goes back to kind of almost like coming away from some of the language that is used in schools. So that's why I talk about companionship more than teaching. Because mm-hmm. if you're teaching, there's a power that suggests a power already. And mm-hmm. it also we never really hear the fact that children are teachers, but they absolutely are. And they really are to one another. Yeah. Mm. You know, it's like Definitely. like you must have had children maybe that you know maybe their language isn't very confident, their speech sounds 
and maybe they're talking that you know they come up and they ask you something and you've got no idea what they've said and the child next to them will go yeah they want their coat on mm. and you're like what how mm. in your mind you think well how did you get that from that but it's because they're in tune yeah. i'm convinced of it they're like in solidarity there's a great i do think children ha- hold a great deal of love for one another they want mm. to help one another most children you know it's a generic thing that's when they, they can when they can mm. when we but in can. a very simple way that's what they want they don't like it when other children are upset it upsets them doesn't it mm. you yeah. know so mm. yeah the companionship thing's really i think it's a really important word because i think also you can have companionship with the environment as well so trees yeah. animals just the spaces themselves become part of the adventure mm. so it's almost like they adventure with you yeah. which is like i think it's a really exciting way to kind of see it it's not it's yeah. not just a space you are the space and the space is you <laughs> that sounds a bit hippie but but no, why not but why not because that's, that's a very that's radio media thing as well yeah. isn't it about the like environment being the other teacher yeah absolutely um which obviously if you're working outdoors or have access to the outs- the outdoors a lot that is you know mm. the key to it isn't it yeah, yeah. And, and, and also like in your situation here, the weather is your companion. Mm. Either way, you know, if it's chucking it down with rain, that rain is a companion. It's like a lot of my stuff I talk about every day as an adventure is it's almost like it's a poem. So what does the poem look like? What does what's the interaction between all the different elements? Is it a poem that we want to, you know, that we that is a is a good one is a positive one or is it a negative one and really we should be trying to as we know give children positive ones mm. but so much of children's days is about task mm. and it's about compliance and control and i believe we as teachers and adults we have to take accountability for that i think it's too easy to say it's a system mm. personally i've probably now offended every single teacher who's listening to this but I do don't believe. Worry, we do that all the time. <laughs> I, yeah, I knew. We don't yes. mean it. But it's not because actually, oh. what we said at the start, it's like we know that there's pressure. Yeah. Absolutely, there's pressure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But someone's got to go. Enough. This is not. This is not what childhood is about because it's 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 not. And that's a huge ask. Yeah, we've oh, got, like we've got to acknowledge uh, that that oh, is of course. massive. Absolutely, absolutely. Not unachievable. No. But massive. Of course, and but the, my thing is, you've got to dream it. You've got to, you've at least got to put it out there. Otherwise, yeah. what changes? We've at mm. least got to have the conversation. So, a book that I've been really inspired by is called "It's Called From What Is to What If" by okay. Rob Hopkins. So oh, yeah. he's, that, yeah. yeah. So um, a friend of ours, Zoe, she, she, she's, she knows him. He's like a lecturer down at Dartington, um, down at um, thingy, and it's very much about just saying questions around what if so his first one is what if we took play more seriously yeah i mean what an amazing question he's done an amazing podcast yes Have he does isn't it the what if one yes. yeah all about play with another with a couple of other play practitioners yeah he's an extraordinary man it's such a brilliant way i found it really useful when i'm talking with teachers just to say use that phrase what if we did this and so because it's a safer way of saying we should do something. Yeah. But it's also yeah. the companionship thing. We're saying, I honour all your ideas. Well, what if we did it? Mm. What, what, would, what would happen? And do you find that people, when you ask those questions, 
what are those like do you find that when you go into schools and you're working with educators that there is quite a lot of fear about like oh I really want to do that but what will Ofsted say or I really want to do that but what will the parents say or, or are people just like up for it and it's okay and they feel kind of empowered what is the kind of vibe in you know system I, I word, think it's but. mixed I think it's mixed I, I think there are many many play people who know they believe that you know what they're doing for children is the right thing and they, they want to give children a real blend of of things but yeah there are some that are but it's again so I often talk about the adult world so the adult world is is, is saying they're the adults that have forgotten childhood either deliberately so or they've just forgotten and they're in this kind of weird world of number of you know and spreadsheet and data and outcomes and all of that but it's a mm. dead world it's an absolutely dead world and it's an imagined world it's no more it's illusory yeah. it's illusory it's completely constructed yeah, isn't it it's illusory yeah. and often what happens is play and childhood gets dismissed because it's not seen as being important yeah so mm -hmm. it's it's trying to have those conversations to say well actually you know have what if we move the timetable around what if we made more space another 20 minutes for you know extended it so children rather than 30 minutes of play got 50 minutes what mm -hmm. then what might we see so it almost becomes quite experimental and I think that's the exciting bit. Yeah. And you can also say, let's try it on. So I did this in my own practice because again, it is all about an adventure for yourself. We said, let's on Thursday afternoon, put everything down. We won't make any observations. We won't do any, because at that time we were planning stuff. We just said, we won't plan anything. We'll just, we'll come together on the carpet and we'll say to children, right, let's go play. What's going to happen? And that, that afternoon, became a day two days three days four days five days because we just saw what was happening yeah. but it's about bravery yeah it is about bravery which is what the adult world i believe doesn't have but also sometimes there's a, there's a benefit to having because you were describing that thing coming a day and a, mm. you know an afternoon a day whatever it just reminded me that i did have you come across plan do review yes right yes. so yeah. i did that with my year three forklets you know plan do re no, tell review me. so it is a, it is what it says on the tin it's mm -hmm. it's getting it's an early years practice and it's literally getting children to in they whatever plan. way plan what are you going to do mm -hmm. go do it and then review it mm. it's basically a bit of forest school right in a classroom but, with, but with that yeah. review what, bit. what about is there no does that mean there's very little spontaneity though because they're going okay right, i'm so gonna this is... make a thing out of clay and it's going to be like this and i have to do a sketch of it first before yeah. i do it so can they not just so it? that is one of the sticking points to it is right. like i've i found once you wrote it down as as we know once you write down a plan some people get really anxious about that or they feel like they can't change the plan or yeah. it all goes off but um you know so you have to work with i guess that's part of how do you look at the review bit mm -hmm. and rather than it reviewing was your plan good enough it was like reviewing was it fun how did you get on all that stuff so you're changing the conversation from like yeah. you're a bad plan and also working from we're going to plan five minutes you're going to plan what you're going to do with the next 10 minute block then we're going to give you 10 minutes then we're going to chat it through and like building up that muscle um and yeah my, my so it was yes what are they in three and four seven and eight yeah and nine and they just got on you know absolutely got on with it um and it was that thing about suddenly having autonomy you know it took yeah. it took a little while it took a little bit of you know hand holding with some and um but to cycle back actually i think the only way i got 
I guess in air quotes, got away with doing that was because I could point to a PDF and go, this is what I'm doing. Yeah. So that because my experience, I didn't teach for very long. I taught for two years. It's not really a thing. But my experience was if <laughs> there's... Long enough. If there, <laughs> right, quite jealous of that, to be fair. <laughs> if, if there's a sign that makes the pile of mess okay, you just put like junk modelling over it. Yeah. If there's a, if there's yeah. a PDF yeah. that's written out, that makes whatever bullshit play you're doing okay mm-hmm. right and like it's like finding it's almost like not a get out of jail card but it, it gives you like yeah. oh i've got some autonomy here because i'm doing a thing yeah. and yeah. that's where i think the early years has already got a leg up because you know a lot of it is already play-based and stuff yeah. and like but you move up into primary and more and more teachers need those like and sometimes I feel like that's what forest school is for. It's just to hold up a thing and go, no, no, I'm doing this forest school thing. Well, I don't care really. I don't care if it's forest school or Reggio Emilio or plan, do, review. I just want them to go out and play. Yes. But if I call it forest school, I get, you know, I get left alone or I get to yeah. do that thing. And so it's like yeah. trying to give people autonomy and cards to use, isn't it? I guess. Yeah. And the more... It's almost like you need a common voice and that's the thing about, you know, you talk about the play people as a kind of tribe and a movement and yeah. if we can have these kind of scripts because you do see a lot of in the kind of online sort of forums, even amongst outdoor and forest school practitioners, the kind of panic about, oh my God, I do forest school in a school and I've got a great site and I'm just doing my thing, it's fine, Ofsted are coming, holy crap, they are coming to see me, what do I do or I've been told blah, blah, blah. And I, you know, and just that genuine mm. terror that people have, um, even if they're really confident in their own practice with the learners they're working with, it's just that external thing. And like you say, being able to have some kind of like back off because I'm doing this and this is, you know. Absolutely. Yeah, and it's, it's about, hard. it is really hard. And, and, and part of it is arming ourselves with the story of what we're doing mm. and knowing it just set, telling telling them yeah. this is what i'm doing because i believe in it yeah and actually offset have no remit at all to tell you how to teach yeah, yeah. they don't mm. they, you often hear that all these horror stories of them saying it but actually they're not allowed to do that mm. they've actually got to look at the bigger picture that's what they're supposed mm. to be doing yeah um but yeah it's really hard but that's because that world the world of ofsted doesn't have the imagination it can't it's stuck it's in this mm. it, it's only looking for what it wants to see yeah. whereas it has to it's a bit it goes back to like curiosity where's the curiosity to go and discover so i used to you know i've worked with people that would come in they go you know the children were playing they go tell me what's going on and mm. i used to go well, go and find out mm. go and have a mm. look on go and yeah it sounds quirky yeah, <laughs> but it's true, you know. It's, so, so one of the things I'm really passionate about in the minute is is this idea of the kingdom of play, and the kingdom of play existed before schools came along. It's a it is a real space, but it's also in us as well, and it's the home of childhood. And so when you go, so in here, this is the kingdom of play. When I go into, when if you go into a into a reception class, that's the kingdom of play, and the kingdom of play needs the adults coming in to honour that kingdom not bring it's not this invading force going this mm. is what it's got to be because mm. that's not the kingdom of play it's liminal space right mm. absolutely it is absolutely that yeah. i love liminal spaces mm. love yeah. those yes <laughs> now i'm excited i suddenly got off on a tangent now <laughs> yeah. in my head thinking about liminal spaces but but it is that 
And, you know, one of the things that I, I, I've started doing the last year, I've actually taught less about play and I've taught more about the word childhood because I found it far more empowering to do that when you're, when you're talking with people, especially the adult world, and you say to them, okay, so when does childhood end? Mm. And they'll go, oh, it doesn't, or 18. And I'm like, okay, so it doesn't end at five. So if it doesn't end at five, what does childhood need? Mm. Reel it all off. Mm. Right, let's go in, let's go down the corridor then. Where is it? And it, it's... Oh, but it, some people fucking hate you. <laughs> Why do you say I that? love you, but I mean, because <laughs> that's such a... It's really good. I lo- like, I love it, but that's such a challenging, like, yeah. let's go for a walk around. Your- I can imagine the defensiveness some people would feel. That's what I meant. I didn't mean you're a dick. <laughs> I it's meant, a much like... more holistic word than saying play, isn't it? Because it's, yeah. because... because it's not understood. Yeah, and play has certain mm. connotations, both positive and negative, you know, in a small yeah. context. It's Absolutely. like, oh, they're just playing, or play is a thing that's done in this place at this time. Whereas childhood, like so many people, I think everyone who works in education is going to, if you say, you know, are you a f- defender of childhood? Are you a protector of that? Then everyone's going to say yes. And so to get them to go, well, actually, yeah, what does that mean then? Yeah. I think is a much more accessible and holistic way of describing the ethos and the approach, I Absolutely. think. Because Absolutely. then that encompasses things like mental health and physical yeah. well-being and all those things as well as just, not just play, but do you know what I mean? It's yeah. really about... It sort of helps to pull back. Yeah. You're not doing that thing of we want progress in 10 minutes. Yeah. You're pulling right back to, okay, this is a yeah. lifelong process. This is a yeah. big thing. And you yeah. see yourself as a part in it rather than... I'm in, I'm in this one hour block before the bell goes and yep. this is what I've got, you know, it helps to pull that viewpoint back. I was back. thinking about that today while I was washing up. I was thinking about how obviously like lots of educators spend a lot of time really deeply thinking about their practice and reading in their own time and going on courses and engaging with stuff that you've written and so on. Um, and some people don't because they just don't have time, they don't have money, yeah. whatever. Mm. But the whole... But school, the government, teacher training, all these things, and I've said it before, but I was really thinking about it today, I was like, it is flipping mental that something that is so important, that is shaping so many children's entire childhood, you know, even though they're not at school all the time, it has the potential to be so life-changing in one way or another, that it's so, so little of it is based on new, fresh research, and research mm. about childhood rather than yeah. research about outcomes in maths. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. How is it that something so flipping, it's a bit, I was trying to think of an analogy and going, it'd be a bit like the NHS going, well, no, no, we're not going to do any like lab work. We're not going to actually do any kind of, do you know what I mean? Yeah. I'm sure they would say, they being whoever, I don't know. Oh yeah, but we have done research. We've done research on like the trends of, you know, SATs levels achieved at year six over time yeah. in certain areas to do with economic backgrounds and that kind of thing. I don't mean that. I don't mean but it's, that. Conf- it's I mean... confirmation bias, isn't it? Because there's an ex- there's a certain extent where like the people who are making those decisions are in the p- like about what the education in a country looks like are in that position because they have by some markers achieved right they've done well they yeah. are they have achieved status maybe and um, one way to like write their own story is to go well I achieved because I had this type of education and you back you back yeah. Phil yeah. and go that I'm where I am yeah. because of the education. Yeah. You're gonna go, no, it's because you went to school with the bloke that appoints who got the job contract, yeah. you know, but you can't write that about it. Or that's a very hard thing to write. It is an internal narrative. So you have to backtrack and go, 
it's probably because I wrote, learned all of the kings and queens of England. That's why I'm <laughs> successful now. Yes. Therefore, now I'm in a position of power and authority. What shall I do? What did I, as we all do, like, because I think that's one of the big things about parenting, isn't it? Is like your go-to is what happened to you yes. a lot of the time. Yep. And you just knee jerk and you either, you know, that's for a lot of people. Um, but probably the same happens in education. You just knee jerk and go, what was my education like? Well, let's do more of that then. Because yes. I'm here and I'm successful. Therefore, it works. Yes. And you go, but well, not everybody's like you or no. not everybody fits in this thing. Um, so that's probably why I would say one reason why education is slower to move yeah. forwards. I mean, there's, there's an argument if you... So my thing is, 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 if I go into any school, I just think if, if this was in Victorian times, what would be any different other than an electronic whiteboard? What would, and obviously not the cane but what would be any different and we're 150 years on yeah and we're still stuck in this thing and, and part of it is which is again so i'm i'm quite political in 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 stuff i write about because actually it is about politics yeah. and it is mm -hmm. about neoliberalism and everything ha having to have an outcome that can be judged and weighed but that route just leads children down the robotic test route there's no space for for the soul or creativity or what have you it's just it's not valued mm. and actually that's what we have to value in the same way that i what i found is we're talking around the word childhood what it also does is it empowers the teachers because if we say childhood never ends well there's the teacher stood in the room and their childhood hasn't ended mm. so actually play the practice of play is critical to them it's not just for the children it's for them as well mm. So it, it kind of can create a narrative. It, it's one of the things I, I um, so I created something called the Magic Mirror, which is like 10 things, like a checklist that you go through and you say in any kind of phase of the day or phase of a week or a month or however often you want to use it, you kind of tick whether you've given the children those experiences. So one might be say, they all begin with C, but like creativity, like proper creativity. So how have I enabled children to be creative? Not craptivities. Yes. <laughs> yeah, because I like creativity. That's number two. <laughs> have I done you know, craptivities? Have I done colouring? Actually, I yeah, I need to do an alternative one, don't I? And um, But, you know, so on there's like collaboration. So when I was in year four, my red group had been in red group, you know, the bottom group had been in red group for, for five years. They're not collaborate. They 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 had no collaboration. They were just stuck. And if you're in red group, you know you're in red group. The children aren't stupid, are they? They they know. So the idea is you have this list and you just tick through, and you go, okay, out of ten, what is the magic mirror telling me that I've done with childhood? If I only score two out of ten, I've eroded childhood. That's what I've done because I've not given it what it needs. Mm -hmm. On that list is is one of them is about progress and. I, again, we mustn't shy away from that because we want children, you know, you yeah. here, yeah. you want your children to make progress, yeah. but you do it because it's a gift, not because, oh my goodness, I've got to, it's because yeah. actually learning, you know, mathematics, mark making, reading, all of that stuff is alchemy. At whatever simple level you're, you're doing it at, it's, you can make a mark and someone else can interpret it mm. and know what you're on about. I mean, that's just, mm. isn't it? That's extraordinary. Yeah. yeah. And if you've scored, say, eight out of ten, the magic mirror is going, yep, keep doing it because you're adding to you're adding to childhood. And there are schools that are beginning to explore it at the minute. And there's even one school up in Scotland and they've actually told the children 
and they've said they've put it in the in the room and said, oh this, to like review yeah, the teaching. And said, you, this is what you this yeah. is what you deserve every day. And you tell me if I've given it to you. Man, I mean, Scotland are on it, aren't they? Scotland, they yeah, are, but that's because education has devolved, isn't it? Yeah. It's yes. not in England. And they're thing. fighting for increased school age and all that Absolutely. stuff. Absolutely, which is really, really exciting. Loads of, like, if you're looking for play resources, if you're kind of new to that kind of world, most of the resources you find are either from Scotland or Wales. Yeah, it is. Absolutely. Here, you know, if I, you know, I want a really meaningful newsletter about developments in play, it's Play Wales. Like, that's yeah. what I read. <laughs> Something yeah. in yeah, England. Yeah. It's so sad. But that's where the play people in England, we've got to continue to be vocal and advocating. We mustn't yeah. be, you know, you know, we mustn't yeah. be silent. We've got to keep pushing back because if we don't, no one's going to. Yeah. They're not. And so to us, it's like, you know, it's often when I talk with kindergartens and nurseries, it's like you've got to tell the parents that play is not a choice. It's not what children do. It's who they are. Mm. So when you go into school, when your children go to school, demand play. Don't mm. let them fob you off. And that's not anti-school, that's pro-childhood. Yeah. You know, and if we don't do that, nothing will change. Mm. And, you know, the fact you have teachers who, again, teachers, by the way, it's not criticism, but it's that thing of teachers who are trained to teach, they're no, that's not what's needed. We need tr teachers to feel and mm. to be aware of who they are in the kingdom of play and, the, and around childhood as that companion and going, you know, I'm not here to have power over you I'm here to bring love because again that's part of what I believe we yeah. need to bring that word back into education we it's, have to it sounds very similar to um like the UK US split on uh, depending on where you are homeschooling home education so yes. here it's landed on home education yep. by and large yeah um schooling is obviously the one that goes through in America you know we're homeschool yes. and I think as you said it's not anti-school and I went oh no, it's anti-schooling. Yes, it's not anti-school. The school is just a, a, a it can just be a blank space. You know, Absolutely. the school. You know, it does. It sounds like it sounds like a wanky one that needs writing in uh, calligraphy <laughs> yeah. and put on an Instagram post. Like school uh. doesn't have to include schooling. <laughs> I'm sure it exists somewhere. If it doesn't, you need to make it. <laughs> oh yeah, I'll just knock it up. Actually, actually, when you said you could make a mark on a paper and people can understand what you're on about. My gut reaction was, they fucking can't. My handwriting is so bad. Like, my wife's, so, you know, and it's got, it's an interesting one because I know a lot of your work has been around mark making yeah, and, yeah. and that's been yeah. a big part of it. Um, so I, I'm sure I've said this on the podcast before. When I was, uh, I first went to school, so that was 1995. Yep. Um, my mum chewed out my reception teacher because the reception teacher said, his handwriting is awful. Um, but don't worry about it because he's going to type everything anyway. And my mum went, how dare you? Computers are the size of a car and they'll never be in a ha You know, this is 1995. Yeah, 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 back in the day. You know, my, sc <laughs> my school got the first computer like three years wow, later. You know, I love it. So whoever, uh, who was it? I can't remember who my reception teacher was now. But um, clearly, forethought yes. to go, there is a tool that will help this person. Yeah. Um, and uh, so actually... Before you came here, I was doing some I was looking at your work and I was going, oh, there's a lot of stuff. And you have your um, drawing, drawing club, I drawing clubs, <laughs> and you had the, there was a letterbox one that's in message center. the message center, center and yeah. all these things. And I was like, oh, this is really cool. And I just Googled, why is writing better than typing? 
And then I googled oh, okay. it the other way around as well to see because you know you get bubbled, don't you? And I was like, yeah. Try and find which one the, the answer was. Um, because I find that really interesting. Yeah. Because I don't handwrite much, but there was something in there that was like, annoyingly, they're all very biased because it's all written by like. Parkerpens.com. Why? <laughs> you know, you've got a vested interest, haven't you? I love it. Yeah, you um, declare your interest yeah. first. Yeah. You know, and it's like number three, writing is fun. I'm like, oh, well, it's not always, but no. um, <laughs> the one that struck jumped out at me, and I was like, oh, that resonates. Is um, it's uh, when we do planning, I struggle to do it on a computer. I have to do it yeah. first on pen and paper. Yeah. When I'm planning like something bigger, like if I'm gonna draw that you know there's still an amount of friction in the technology that isn't there with a pen and paper yeah, and the 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 way that you know people i hadn't really thought about it until i saw it written down they just said like word processing forces you into prose and linear and you can only see this much at a time and you know all this stuff yeah, and they were going actually the the best thing that writing can do is you can in in a two-dimensional space make sense of the world in in a non in, yes. you know outside of that box of prose left to right read yeah. it all like this you can mind map you can yeah. go yeah. half of this is going to be a drawing because i can't quite there's get a word to it. for that isn't there there's a word for like wonky <laughs> <laughs> there's a word for the meaning that isn't just contained within the words it's about how the words look so oh, like, like the typeface and the yeah. yeah yeah and the big words mean yeah. they're more exactly. important yeah. and all, yeah. all yeah. of that stuff and like how hard you press with the pen for certain yeah things. it's like the more, artwork of the you, writing isn't it, isn't it? Yeah. when you write it's you when you type you're kind of disconnected a little bit yes it's quicker to do when you might get ideas down unless you're dyslexic or dysgraphic yes there's of the, course there's, there's absolutely other, you know, there's of course. but even there. so yeah. that's still you yeah See what I mean? That's yeah. still you when you when you do it because it's saying actually there's something that I find challenging. Yeah. This is still me. Yeah, yeah. So until you do it, how do you how do we know who you is? So I would yeah, say yeah. actually still is. It's not better. It's yeah. just mm. it's just got something to it that reveals who you are. It, you know, it's yeah. like handwriting. Your handwriting reveals who you are, doesn't it? Mm. It made me think about like so outside of literacy, numeracy, those like. The, you know, core, the important subjects, as they're called. <laughs> um, uh. um, thinking about, like, if you'd opened up some of my classes, history books, you would have said, you know, or topic books, you might, you know, might call them, you'd have seen paragraph and then a labeled diagram, paragraph, labeled diagram. And as I was reading this thing before I came here, and I went, that's not how those kids made sense of, you know, 1066. What, what, we needed to, which we did do. We went out on the field and I ran down the hill and then they ran away and we did all that <laughs> stuff. And then, um, but then I killed it because I said, right now, come back in the classroom. We're going to write a paragraph about this and then we're going to do this drive. Yeah. And, and I killed it with that formatting rather than going, this is the page you write, you mark make now. You know, if I'm doing this now, I'd have gone, what we've just done outside, what are you going to do to, how are you going to remember that? And what does that look like to you? Do yeah. you want to write in prose? Do you want to draw a picture? Do you want to draw squiggly mind map lines or like arrows or stick people or, yeah. you know, it's just, and I, I'm wondering if that's featured in your work, that like liberating. Yeah, it's it's, it's kind of, I mean, again, it, it, it's actually in, in in my second book, School and the Magic of Children, number one that comes out in November, um, Love Letters to Play, 
half of that is actually handwritten. So it's like the first bit's typed and the, the, the remainder is all just handwritten stuff, like my notes. So like there are like little little pictures, like little diagrams and little blocks. Because that's how I feel. I think, I don't know, I just make connections in between yeah. words. Um, the difficulty I think in school, and by the way, just going back one minute, there are some. There are many, many, many creative, amazing teachers. I'm just going to say that before I get yeah, yeah. ostracised. Caveat at the top. Yeah, so they're, they're yeah. really, they really in. are, and we know how difficult it is. Um, but part of that is, is uh, again, I'm with, I'm with you on that in terms of giving the children that opportunity to do it. But there's no time. Yeah, this is and it. it's the time thing. And actually, what you, what in that thing, and I, I noticed it in my own practice. Like we'd go to the beach, and I remember one day we went, we went to Exmouth on the coach, and when this little boy just turned to me and went. Are we going to have to write about this yeah. when we get back? And it was like, he I've knew. That he so absolutely yeah. knew. So that day, he just saw through me. I was not being authentic. It was not about having a celebratory. It was about, we're going here. You want me to come back to write about it? So I was disingenuous. You know, I, was, I wasn't being genuine with, mm. with the children. And it's that thing of, so, but when they came back, it's like, right, there's your frame mm. that you're going to write in. Yeah. And we're going to do this and here's this. And that's because within the school system, everything's got to be show some kind of progress within within a lesson yeah. which is utter bonkers it's it, it's it's a nonsense yeah. you know that just that's not how childhood works childhood needs to be messy and it needs to be expansive and trial and error and all those it's things, not linear it? this no. is the big thing isn't and it it's not none that. of it's linear and everybody and, knows it but yeah. no one will, no one will admit to doing it it's a bit like you know the x-ray of the hands that yeah. show yeah, yeah. how informed the hands are, like the joints. It's, I think it's like a four-year-old or a yeah, five-year-old. and a seven-year-old. Seven, yeah. And so it compares a, a four, I think it's a four-year-old's hand, isn't it? And a, right. a seven-year-old's hand. And it basically says, this hand is not strong enough or, or connected enough to hold a pen, you know, mm -hmm. confidently. Right, okay. A seven-year-old's is. And it's like a classic x-ray. But yeah. And then you say, then you often hear like the adult world talks about, we want evidence-informed practice. It's like, well, the evidence is right in front yeah. of you. Yeah. There's an X-ray, and it's showing you yeah. what bit of being an idiot don't you understand? Because that's what we it, it is. It's like yeah. it's right there. That's the mm. evidence. You're we're doing it too early. Yeah, we're too early, and that's I think what I feel the greatest pity for teachers is that it's this more earlier, more earlier, more earlier, and actually as play people, we know that that's not what childhood is about because mm. it's all we're doing really is getting children to do stuff it just becomes increasingly more and more of a task which again is why the play people have got to be in schools advocating and again like this it's like your, your role with parents is like you know it's 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 not just the children is it? it's families mm. you're sending a really strong message about what life is because it's not just school you know it's not about yeah. school it's life it's your it's the day is what those subtle messages that children get all the time mm. you know it's um it makes me think it's kind of we were talking about um so we we're talking about mark making we we're trying to think of yeah. like remembering like significant mark making that's happened here yeah. because in a traditional sense i'm using all the air quotes in the world yeah. like the woods isn't very well set up for traditional mark making because we don't we don't have any desks that sit no. up at chair height you know, maybe we get clipboards out every now and again, but even trying to write on a clipboard's a nightmare. But we, you're in the wind, you're in the rain. You're in the, yeah, the, the stuff blur. gets blown around. <laughs> yeah. Someone bashes into you because yeah. they're Someone right. goes, no, we do need a fire today. And takes the <laughs> yeah, exactly, yeah. Um, <laughs> but actually, and you were saying about, you know, that feeling that, um, like, disingenuous and being, like, 
you know, you're like tainting experiences yeah. because the, I don't want to say it in too strong of a way, but it's like the, the looming threat of writing, you know, which that's, that's a very strong way of framing it. But I, it, it, um, and I, I was trying to, we were thinking about times where we've like, cause if it happens here, it happens spontaneously. Yeah. You know, it, we very Absolutely. rarely even, you know, we probably prompt more other things like we might prompt a running around game if it's cold because we're going you can see you need some movement we can prompt this we might prompt so we do a lot of um you do whoosh stories yeah which is a a, a lot of storytelling um, lots of group storytelling and lots of literacy through words that are spoken and i think one of the things about um our practice a lot of forest school practitioners will be in a similar boat is that you're working with a mixed age group of children yes. which actually is an amazing gift when it comes to when you're thinking about literacy for example because um age doesn't have it's not like well you're nine therefore you can definitely write and yes. your writing is legible and you can yeah. spell enough words for somebody else to make sense of mm-hmm. it you really don't know where people are and in a way that's kind of quite freeing for the children when Massively. when you're saying you can do it if you want but actually there's no comparison there's no judgment no yeah this person over here is yeah sort of drawing pictures or like sounding out things phonetically yep. but it's you know and so is this person and they're actually three years apart and that's completely fine and no one is worried about that no um but a lot of the time it's we notice it's kind of as a react we kind of view a lot of our offerings as springboards so yes there was a time i got this amazing photograph of at the table over there there were four boys all like furiously mark making like in their own way some people yeah. were writing and some people were going how do you spell this yeah, really need yeah, to know. Means, how yeah. do you write yeah. queen because this is an invitation yeah. to the queen and she must come like she must be able to understand the invitation she's going to come to the banquet like yeah um and i just got this photo they, and they were at it for ages and that was after we'd kind of started the day with like here's a map and it's got yep. some writing and it's got some pictures but it's all ripped up and, and we're going to put it back together and we're going to blah 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 and then that kind of takes them down a route of like, oh, I, I could do that. I could make a map. But you don't have to. You yes. just can. And yep. it's that you kind of playful can. invitation. Yeah. And I was thinking about there probably being quite a few um, sort of forest school and outdoor practitioners who might be listening to this who are, who've got maybe literacy at the front of their mind and kind of going, oh, I feel like I'm under pressure to show progress in literacy even yeah. though I'm working outside or even though I'm primarily play-based. Um, you know, I'm, I'm noticing this kind of emergent literacy, yeah. and I wondered if you had any, like, what's your kind of approach to that in terms of doing it in this playful way? Well, I would say, I would say, so again, I, I talk about most climbing a tree is writing because what you're doing is you are, it's a bodily thing, it's a, it's a, it's a physical, when you write, it's a, it's a physical act. So, what you're doing is, is in inverted commas, we're doing lots of inverted mm, commas, yes. We're preparing. We're preparing the body for mark making. So running around, you know, it's a bit like, you know, in early years, lots of people get a little bit raggedy about cats and dogs play, but I, you know, crawling around. But actually, they need to do it because actually, it's all that muscle and strength, etc. It's just the fact that the adult world doesn't like it because it doesn't understand it because it doesn't. It will only see pencil and paper and a book. That's all it values. It can't value. It has no. Again, it goes back to this whole failure of imagination to see that mark making can be liberated so my thing is about it is all that physicality but also children you know let's take the example here we are we're sat inside a storybook here aren't we that's how it felt the moment i come in it's like there's a story this is a story that's been told every day 
And that's what it's about making memories for children. Because how can you write something if you've got nothing, mm. nothing of any, you know, it's like going to the beach and then it just being literally killed the next day. Yeah. Because the children, even though they had a great time, they knew what was coming and they don't want to write about it. That's not what they want to write about because we don't do it. You know, we don't go, oh, I went to the supermarket when I come back. <laughs> Let's write a report. Nobody cares. Yeah. I don't care. You don't care. Nobody cares. So it's that thing of, Actually, all of this is actually ultimately giving children the story to when they do come to write, they've got something to write about that's actually quite magical mm. because, you know, you have got a magical place here. And hopefully schools in their own way, that's what we should be trying to do is create spaces that are magical, that pull children in. The difficulty is that the adult world can't wait. It can't wait. and. My thing is, is that mark making and mathematics, that academic learning, there's another inverted comment, it's like treasure and, it, and it's glowing, waiting for us to stumble across it. Like we will find it in our own time. We will find it. I've worked with so many children along the way who are not, in inverted commas, ready. But at the age of six, they just went, because yeah. they found it. Or writing found them. Either mm. way, the treasure was discovered. Yet what we have, and this is something that I'm really mulling over the minute is about EYFS where it's got good level of development where there's just this yardstick and we're five well, and it's got the word good in it so the moment you don't get that the inference is you're not good enough the language is so I don't know it's just it, it, I've, I've really began to try and unpick that it sounds like there it sounds like there's a lack of uh, like trust or faith. 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 Is that what you're absolutely yeah. about? Faith. You know that faith that it will come. Yeah. That faith that, and that's echoed. You know, I think I, I would. I would imagine that a lot of teachers feel not just that there's a lack of faith in the children, but that there's an by extension there's a lack of faith in their ability to. Yes. You know, it's your fault. That, uh, it's your fault. It's like it just reminds yeah. me of a job interview I had, and amazingly, I got the job. <laughs> shows you how desperate they must Amazing. have been. Amazingly, like, I got like, the job. I got the job. They must have been bloody desperate. There must really? have been no elections because one of the, like, did the lesson, great, lovely bit of enrolled dra- teacher enrolled drama. Love it. Smashed it. It's my go-to. You yeah. did that here. Is it the job here? Uh, no. <laughs> no. Um, but then the kind of, yeah, sit down, chatty chat. And uh, and they said, well, you know, in, in every year, we would, you know, a normal school would expect a child to make two levels of progress, for example. Yeah, the classic. But we have been a failing school, so the way we're getting out of that is to aim for three levels yeah. of progress for every child every year. How are you going to ensure that every student you teach does that? <laughs> that was a genuine question, and I went, um, there's no way I could possibly guarantee that. <laughs> Learning is not linear. Yeah. I would not give myself any the credit for, like, pushing knowledge into children's heads which means that they come out three levels of progress better i have taught children who have literally sat there in my lesson i'm being honest with you for six months and done nothing and nothing i've said no approach that i've you know done nothing as in produced no written work i'm not saying there's nothing going on in their heads but and then for whatever reason one day 
yeah. picked up a pen and started to write. And this is at the age of, you know, 14. Yeah. And I genuinely don't know. I said this in the interview. I don't know if that was anything that I did. I, it could be something that's going on at home. It could be a book that they read. It could be an experience that they had. It could be yep. so, that they had enough food. It could be, you know, they're so, they're, they're children. They're not, it's not just me pushing stuff into them to then get an outcome. And I said all this in this quite yeah. animated way in this interview. <laughs> and he probably wrote quirky. And then I got the job. I was just like, I think you probably shouldn't have given me the job because I've kind of told you uh, what kind of teacher I'm going to be and it's not really going to work. And it didn't. But, um, <laughs> but yeah, it's, it is, yeah. Well, it's mad. It's, it's, it's you know, because again, it's, I, I, I've been through that where, you know, it's like that, you know, the, the, the leadership team would say something like, well, your children got X percentage last year. So this year you need to get this. And it's mm. like, hang on a minute. It's not an algorithm. Yeah. These are children. It's that you know, and, it, and it's that bit that kind of needs un, un, kind of unpicking. Um, but it's it's yeah, it's maybe really think about it. Just that word good, because it's also alarmist for parents, mm-hmm. and that's where the pressure begins to kind of you know, it's the whole thing about readiness for year one. Well, what does that yeah. even mean? What does mm. it actually mean? What it means is readiness for a table. <laughs> well, okay. I mean, I, I'm not scared I mean, of table if you, work. I mean, if you but... said, if you looked at either of my children, you would write readiness for a table, not good. <laughs> like that's the report both of my children are getting. Neither of them are ready for a table. <laughs> I'm they not don't ready want for a table. table. No, no, no. That's, the thing. that's the thing, isn't it? There's it's a so... thing I've been reading. Um, uh, when I did some trauma and anxiety CPD, and I've got some yeah. books that come out of there um, that are like really um, therapist, you know, down this end of the yeah. line. So, but there's bits that we can pull over but there's a bit that's come with me i'm going to tease it now and then when we do an episode about it when we can refer back great at this shit Um, (laughs) (laughs) and there was something where they said that you should try and start the session this is a therapy session um by getting a clear goal of what somebody would like from the session yeah um and your job because that's super important like basically like they said why are you here and why are you here now because the now will actually be more important. They said like the example, the, the analogy metaphor is like when you go to A&E, you might have like liver damage, but you need to deal with the bleeding wound first, right? Yeah. And yeah. sometimes if you take that, that's quite a dramatic analogy, it but was. like yeah. if you put- <laughs> I've got an image. <laughs> but, if you, but if you pull that into play and you go like, right, okay, there's some long-term stuff you need that's like, literacy numeracy whatever else yeah but what's the pressing thing like why now what do you need right now yes. to get to those things mm. which is like one part of really you know i find that really interesting to yeah, think yeah. about like yeah. in the moment we have to deal with the moment first before we can get yes. to the other stuff and then the other analogy in this book is talking about if you went it getting you know why are you here is saying if you went to a restaurant and said i'd like the you know um ravioli if they went if the waiter waitress whoever is taking your order went mm, i actually think a salad would be better for you right now you'd you'd fucking lose it wouldn't you you'd you know they'd be like i've been looking at what you're eating actually you need a salad right now you might take that really well but you might yeah. be like fuck off yeah. right I'm here to do this thing. but the analogy for therapy is you know a therapist saying well i think you need to do past yes. like this or you need to do this yeah. but you take that into education and actually that's the same thing as someone coming in and going, I really need to be a dog right now. I really need to crawl yes. and use these muscles. And us going, mm, fuck what you want. Um, 
you know, <laughs> I'm actually going to give you this other thing, and yes. you're not involved in the conversation. Yes. Um, and how much, you know, and I'm, I'm wondering, just to explore the idea, yes. and not to because because you mentioned the ma- magic mirror thing earlier, and I'm wondering whether that's a, there's a. I'm not poo-pooing the magic mirror. I'm just no, exploring yeah, the yeah, idea yeah, yeah. that, like, so we. If you if you're looking really holistically at a person, but then you take that school where they've put everything up on the wall and yeah. said you need you you should. You sh- is it saying you should want creativity no, and collaboration? It's that as an adult, this is what I'm going to give you. Yeah, what if they don't? But so so I guess then I, what I want to I, mm. my question that I'm stumbling towards yeah it's yeah. like so uh my parents said that i literally never played with anyone as a child yeah. right i was i was mm-hmm. i'm a very introverted person they were yeah. like you would sit on your own and just not interact yeah so if you said i'm going to give you collaboration today yeah. i'd be squirming and going oh, it's not more, what i want yeah so it's more so about the possibility of it it's more about right. the opportunity okay so if, if i take my year four class i didn't give the children any opportunity to collaborate not really they would just mm-hmm. settle their tables it's more about saying there is the possibility it's a bit like you know often we can have a you know with 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 play itself and 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 we talk about you know playing with playing with our friends or one another but actually I, you know like my own son he just played by himself mm. he didn't want to play with other children and that's still valuable and on you know we've got to honor that it's more just saying i'm giving you this adventure you can take it if you want to. There mm-hmm. is a choice in, in, in all of it. See what I mean? Yeah. And it's the really adult like handing it over. Yeah. Rather than saying, you're going to do my task, which which kind of comes back around things like readiness, etc. My biggest thing, which is which is what I explore with schools in particular, is saying it's not about it's it's actually more about the task that we're setting the task in commas, that we're setting for children. So I'm, I'm allowed to swear, by the way. Yeah. I have done multiple <laughs> oh, yeah, times. That's right. Um, Fucking go for yeah. it. <laughs> Any Christians out there? And my mum and my dad. I'm really sorry. Um, but the I, one of the things I talk about is, do the children give a fuck about what they're doing? If they don't, don't do it. Because if they care, they'll want to do it. So, for example, I used to, I used to have a colleague would sometimes say to me the children I can't remember what year it was three or four maybe would say I'm not getting very good writing out of them and I'd say well what is it they're writing about and it was like how to make a sandwich oh yeah well who mm. gives fuck? I don't care I'm, I'm, I'm seven I don't give a crap about making a sandwich so the idea is I, it's not that I haven't got the skills it's just I don't give a crap if you give me something that I can want to write about like if you know me mm. as an individual child then I'll do it because actually I care. It's a bit mm. like, you know, as adults, if we all went drinking and I said, right, all we're going to drink all night is daiquiris, you probably, unless you like daiquiris, you wouldn't <laughs> want to come because you'd go, well, where's the choice for me? Mm. And it always astounds me that adults talk about democracy and choice and free market and blah, blah, blah. And then you look around and you go, well, where's it for the children? Where it's on it? the British Values Board. <laughs> it's been posted up and, no, yeah. and it's ticked off. You see what I mean? It's like, it's like children do have these skills. Yeah. Or you, can teach, you can teach the skill of using a conjunction, but does every child have to write about the same thing? Mm. I would argue no. Actually, it's about saying, I see you. What do you want to write about? 
does it all have to be? You know, there might be times we've all got it right, but I don't know. But again, it's like, what if children were liberated? Mm-hmm. And it's that bit, and again, that's where in reception, with through the co-play, that's what I'm really about. It's about saying all children will write about what they want to write about. And when you give them that, then they want to do it. Yeah. Because they do. Because mm-hmm. you've you've hopefully given them all the tools to to, to you know to form a good in inverted commas good listen to me um, a, a stronger grip you've shown them the joy of it and they go actually that's a bit of me I'll I'll go with that and the children that aren't quite confident yet well you just you know it's, it's a not bit of that like, iceberg thing isn't it the yeah. top of the iceberg is I've taught you a conjunction and I've given you nicely lined paper and yeah. the bottom of the iceberg is muscle development and yeah. life experiences stuff. and all absolutely. that stuff absolutely it's just it's seeing the stuff underneath yeah it is so it's kind of again it's that liberation away from task children don't want to do tasks some do because that's what they you know some do and if you know that they do give them a task but if you know that the majority of children would far rather you know would far rather write about the weekend that they had or they you know i don't know a toy that they've got at home or whatever that whatever sparks some dinosaurs then what we're looking for really is the skills of the writing yeah. you know it's a bit like i used to do mathematics and i'd give the children 40 questions to do and i remember just thinking yeah but surely once they've answered five they're telling me that they know how to do it mm. all we're doing yeah. is filling time and that's often what the adult world's about fill time just fill the day with stuff you know it's like in work what they say in office work most people only work for two hours out, yeah. of, out of a six and a half hour shift yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's yeah. just holding people yeah. so yeah yeah oh, amazing Oh, I want to keep going, but I, I um, you've got to go. Yeah, I time need to is, go. You've got to go. Time is time. We've got a timetable. Can I say one last thing? No. Because yeah. <laughs> I just think it might be like, a, and it kind of draws together some yeah. threads um, about the magic mirror and about democracy and forest school. So that thing about I'm thinking about forest school practitioners yes. and their planning yeah. and their reflecting with their groups and their. Because there's no kind of rule book that goes, a forest school session must contain no. blah, 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 yeah. blah, blah, and it must have this flow. You would hope not anyway. Mm-hmm. Maybe there are some trainers out there who go, yes, it's this. <laughs> You'll um, hear from them if there yeah, are. <laughs> yeah. Um, that if you are looking at a way to plan a session, using that kind of lens of, am I creating opportunities for this, 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 yeah. this, and this, and how you get that list of things in a forest school sort of setting, and asking the children, because we asked the children, why are you here once? What, oh, yeah, it was mind-blowing. It was mind-blowing. We, we just got, we, we gave them blackboards to use if they wanted, and some of them wrote some stuff down, and some of them spoke it. Just Do you remember? It. Yeah, and we wrote it on a big, we had a big roll of paper as yeah, well. Yeah, and we were like, what, you know, why, why are you here, and why are you here right now? Yeah. And what do you like about being here? And yeah, some of the answers, because it was stuff that we hadn't ever explicitly kind of planned. It was like yes. a byproduct. It was like, yep. yeah, stuff that the forest gives you that actually has nothing to do with you know, Lewis. And so you could democratically come up with a list of those things and those yes. opportunities with your group, mm-hmm. and then and then do that and make it an uh, you know an open promise that you guys told me that the reason you like forest school is because you you know you value the freedom you have for yep. example. So mm-hmm. this is my promise as the as the facilitator as the adult who has the power we can't shy away from that. Yes, I am gonna. You've told me that so 
hold me to it here are the things yep. that you've told me you need and you can hold me to account if i haven't given you enough freedom or if we haven't had enough opportunities for yeah crafting or whatever because you've told me that's important to you yes. then uh, I, I kind of think that might be useful to well, some it's... people especially maybe early on in your journey and especially if you're coming from maybe a straight up traditional teaching background and you're shifting into forest school i know i found that really tricky at the beginning it's like yeah, but what in my plan like who gets to decide Yes. Because it's so free. Mm, yes. Am I just deciding what I think you Where guys the parameters should be and stuff, doing? Isn't it? Yeah. yeah. I just thought That's that really was quite a nice. Um, really yeah. interesting. Well, and like we said about you know the first session you do with the fire, you you meet people where they are. Yes. And and I guess the mirror is one way of like meeting people where they are in terms of like vocabulary and language. Like you might really know inside that you need to do stuff with other people, but you've never got the you haven't got the word collaboration. So yes. it's sort of like. <laughs> hand holding in terms of going like well let me show you some words some ideas some things because if i just go what do you want that's Don't too big of a question yeah. Yeah. yeah yeah anyway anyway i really do um yes yeah, well thank you guys i really enjoyed the chatting you know it's again it's lovely to sit yeah sit with you and um and yeah. talk about stuff and where can um, people find out more about your stuff if they're interested um to, uh, probably best on can i go and play now dot com mm-hmm. um yeah my website or social media all on can i go and play now yeah and um, yeah, no, thank you for thank you for chatting with me. And it's been lovely to kind of you know just just see the site and kind of you know find out more about yeah. you guys as well. It's been it's been lovely. So thank you. You're fired up now. I do. Yeah. Yeah. I do things in the evening. Right, guys. Do do do. Press the buttons. Press all the buttons. Oh yeah. See.